Good morning, church family. No, don't adjust your computer or your phone screen. Um, it's not broken. It is me. I'm here to give our lesson today. It's wonderful to be here worshiping our Heavenly Father today. I consider it a blessing and a privilege to be able to uh, take some time to um, share some thoughts with you. And I hope um, you feel the same way uh, once I'm finished. If you would pray with me, please. Father God in heaven, how great and wonderful is your name. Father God, thank you for this beautiful morning that uh, we can come together as a church family and worship you. We pray that, that uh, the songs that are sung, the words that are spoken are all pleasing to you. Guide me, bless my words, and bless this church. In Christ's name, amen. The topic that I have um, selected today, um, I think is very appropriate for a Valentine's Day uh, sermon. The title is, The Love of a Family. The scripture I want to read from is in Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. I know you might be scratching your head and like, that's an odd scripture to, to, um, to use in a, in a uh, sermon named Love of a Family. But I promise you I will attempt to uh, tie it all together. A family is a very dynamic thing, always changing. And, you know, for the purpose of my talk this morning, I'm going to categorize into three families. We have your immediate family, your extended family, and your church family. The immediate family is the family that you're born into, the nest. The crow's nest was made by Bobby and Joanne Crow, mom and dad. That nest continued to grow. Kid one, Mark. Kid two, me. Kid three, Lisa. Kid four, Jason. Kid five, Jennifer. Mark, my older brother, 18 months older than me. Little sis, 10 years younger than me. So quite the spread and quite the difference between the personalities, temperament, likes, dislikes. And those change, you know, it's always a changing thing. You know, as starting off the family, you know, just me and my older brother. But then kept on having another one. Here's these other little people coming into my family, brothers and sisters. 
So it's always changing, always getting new experiences. And then, you know, as they get older, hormones kick in, ugh, and they change. Then brothers and sisters start dating. You start bringing other people considerations into the family. And then you kind of bow up and want to make sure that they're right for the family. And then you get into school. And, you know, and then they, they're getting more uh, out in society and they change. But the common thread through all of that is the love of a family. That stays the same, but just different. And I'll get back to that. The other category, extended family. Even with that, I got a couple of different ones under that heading. Again, the one that you're born into. Aunts, uncles cousins. I had bunches of them. My father was the youngest of 14 kids, 10 brothers, three sisters. My mother, the oldest of five girls. So we had aunts and uncles and cousins galore. You know, um, my dad being the youngest, that was an older family that we came in uh, into, so, you know, established 14, you know, 13 kids ahead of him. Uh, so those were big events. Um, my mother's side, smaller, but but um, that's the kind of the family that I grew up with. And, you know, and as those families continue to grow, I can recall, um, you know, Christmas, Every year, Christmas Eve, we would have Christmas Eve at our house. And the last time, the largest that group got, uh, we all came together. It was just under 70 people at our house for Christmas. Then it just got so huge that we started, everybody had already, you know, got their other extended families. And, and so we kind of disbanded that to a, you know, it started trailing off because other things happened, life happened and everything. And then, you know, uh, the ones you're born into, you, you've got, also you have the brothers and sisters, spouses, their families, and their, you know, their kids. And all of those, I see, I see it as all of those, those are coming into my, into my family. But then the other extended family is the one you marry into. And now that is the one where you're getting to climb into somebody else's nest. And that has a total different, uh, different dynamic. And it actually is changing as I put together this, this lesson. I was thinking of family, family, my family. You know, all of these people were being added to my family. But then, you know, it hit me that, yes, you know, how I was looking at them, are they... Are they good enough? How are they, you know, how are they going to change things? But then I got to thinking, well, here's this extended family that I am being blessed and chosen into. Thank God, my beautiful wife, Denise, she chose me. She let me into the family and her family put their arms around me and loved me. She calls it the crazy family. They are crazy, but I love them to death.
I'm in Uta's nest. And I was chosen to be there. And no matter how big the family gets, you always have that core, that core, the love of the family. And sometimes moments in time, you get to see that love just pour out. And I recently experienced, my most recent experience of that was about three weeks ago. My mother was talking to uh, her youngest sister on the phone. And then all of a sudden, my mother couldn't speak. So she hung up the phone. My Aunt Gail called immediately back and knew something was wrong. So she called my sister, who was at work, my sister, because she didn't have my brother's phone number. My brother works uh, down behind the house within minutes. He was up there beside my mother and he realized that something was wrong. So they called the you know, ambulance. And just how, even though you have uh, all these differences or, you know, life has gone on and things have happened, relationships may not be exactly where you think they ought to be, but, you know, to see it all of a sudden, all that goes away. And the, the family is nothing but pure love. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And it's something that you always pray for and you hope for. And, but those are those, these life moments that gets us, you know, redirects us, gets us more back on course and everything. And I consider myself very blessed to be loved by my families. All of them, my, my immediate family my extended families, and my church family. No, I didn't get, forget about that I'm talking about my family. Church family is very, very sacred and important to me. Now, I know some of you can't say the same thing about your families. You've had bad experiences or whatever the case is, and, that, and that's, that's unfortunate. But, you know, we really can't do anything about that. But what we can do as a family, as a church family, is love our new family members. Bring them into our church family and give them a love of a family. As I mentioned, you know, the scripture, I promise I'll tie it in. You know, they're, you know, they, the children of Israel had just left Egypt. And God didn't take them on the direct route. He took them, he didn't, he didn't take them the way that they thought was best. But we have got to trust God when we start looking at where he is leading us. And trust him because, uh, to get us around these unforeseen obstacles because he's seen the end of our journey already. And from the beginning, he's seen it. And he knows the best route for us. Give you a little context and talk about some other, you know, another family. I know I've been rambling on about mine. But, you know, let's go back 
about 430 years from when this scripture was talking about. We get to the story of Joseph. You talk about tough, you know, tough family conditions. Here's a young boy at 17. He's the favored one and everything. His brothers sell him into slavery. First recorded human trafficking of into slavery of a person. Then he sold to Potiphar. And then Potiphar's household is, you know, is blessed because Joseph is there and because God is with Joseph. And then Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him, Joseph thrown into prison. But even in prison, God is with him. The prison, he's put in charge of the prison and uh, everything. And then, you know, he's forgotten. And then at the age of 30, he is pulled out of prison. And then he becomes second in command of Egypt, just under Pharaoh. Now, 13 years of slavery and a prisoner. And then now here he is, second in command in Egypt, because God's with him. And then here comes the brothers. And, you know, 13 years, he had, he could have had some serious gripes. He had the power to do whatever he wanted to. But, um, you know, and he makes them sweat a little bit and all that. But then, you know, in Genesis 45, verses 8, you know, his brothers, after he's, he's exposed, you know, as he, after he showed them, told them who he is, his brothers start, you know, they start freaking out and everything. But he says, don't worry. It, so it is, it was God who sent me here, not you. So Joseph, even through all of that, he kept focused, focused on God. And then, you know, and then after, you know, after he's, you know, he's told his brothers who he is, then he has his immediate family, somewhat extended, um, you know, brought into Egypt. There were 66 of them. Then you add Joseph's wife and his two sons. So the total, 70, 70 people and his, you know, immediate family come into Egypt. Now, fast forward 400 years. Now they've been in slavery for 400 years and everything. And now you talk about an extended family. When they were leaving the prom, uh, when they were leaving Egypt, it, you know, it said that there's 600,000 men plus women and children. So, you know, well over possibly a million people are heading out. But here they are, they're Jacob's children, the extended, the extended family. But the wonderful thing about it was it was God's chosen people. And so he leads them out. He doesn't take them the easy way. He leads them out into the wilderness. And out there in the wilderness, they didn't have anything to rely on but God. And there he helped teach them, mold them into a culture, mold them into a family that knew how to, how, how it, life should be because they didn't know anything but uh, slavery. 
up to that point. So the fact that, you know, God had selected them and he's leading them along. And we, we have to keep in mind the, the fact that we need to follow him willingly and trust in God to lead us safely around the unforeseen obstacles. Because like I said, God has seen the end of our journey. Because, you know, as I mentioned, my extended family, I have been blessed into Denise's and Uta's family. Been a roundabout way getting there, but what a wonderful blessing, the love of a family. Still have that love for my, my immediate family, my extended family, but also have the love of this church family. And I feel right now our church, you know, we're kind of out in the wilderness. I mean, we've got COVID, you know, what that has done to us kind of pulls us apart where we can't gather together for, you know, a long time. You know, we're searching for a new pulpit minister. We had, had this church family hasn't had to do that in 35 years. What a blessing. But we're out in the wilderness. We're in uncharted territories. And so with that, as we have in families, there we have got to continue to work on accepting and bringing those new members into our family. And we got to realize that, you know, Jack in a family, you know, you don't, you don't always see eye to eye. You have, uh, you come from different cultures. We have different colors of skin. But we need to stay focused on the fact that no matter how different we are, our Heavenly Father has chosen us to be a part of His family. And we are in, this is our local church family, a part of a bigger church family, but this is our, our family. And, and we need to strive to, you know, work on the relationships of our new brothers and sisters, our, our old brothers and sisters. The way you do that, there's a number of different ways to do it. Some of them that come to mind, you know, right before COVID um, had started, we had just uh, started, brought back the um, breaking bread with friends. And that was, I loved that. You know, there's, you know, that's, that is one of the best ways to, to get to know your brothers and sisters in Christ is food. And, and just those few times that our group got together. I mean, we were, we were blessed with Peggy, Pam, and Mike, Tom and June, Frank and Teresa. And we had some wonderful meals together. Talking about, hearing Mike talk about growing up and all of us sharing those type of moments. I just, you know, I've got that I have a, a best, you know, a special bond with them. Although COVID has taken us apart, I still have that very dear to my heart 
and I want to do, I want to be able for us to, you know, the, the intent there was to, to continue to go and do that so that until we all have had that time to, to come together and share our experiences because that, that makes us become more, you know, uh, feeling a part of. And, um, so, you know, that's, that's one way to, to continue to bring those, you know, build the, build the love of a family. You know, another way is, um, you know, celebrating our uniqueness. One of the things I, when we, when we get to, to come back together, you know, I would love to do is have a, it's another food related thing, but have like a, you know, a taste of the world that we, we embrace all the diversity we have in our church and have our different ethnic foods and best, you know, favorite foods and all that, just come all together and just, just celebrate our difference, our differences and our uniqueness. I mean, I, I just really look forward to that. And as I mentioned earlier about us, you know, searching for a preacher, we have a search committee that is uh, doing a, a wonderful job, a huge job of, you know, putting together a search and and we all as a church family need to be focused on uplifting that church uh, that search committee to God in prayer prayer and fasting and not only for that but we need to to pray for that that preacher that man that family that is out there that God has already purposely put into our family, but we've just got to trust in God to bring him, bring him in. So I want us as a you know as a uh, as a church family to to continue to pray that pray for that as we go through our you know go through the wilderness together, but. As it was, you know, with the children of Israel wandering through the desert, they were focused on God. And the fact that God, you know, showed them through to the promised land. It took them a long time. There was a bunch of griping and, and all of that. It took them 40 years to get there because of, you know, the events. That's another lesson in and of itself. But... You know, God chose us. God loves us. He gave us His Son. God made flesh come to this earth. He died on the cross for all of our sins, for all time. And that, that love is there for us to take, there for us to give. So I, I pray that my church family, all of you, can come away from my thoughts today and, and work, each one of us, work on loving, accepting our brothers, putting aside the differences, talking, sharing, and and accepting and 
And as the new, our new family members come in, embrace them, give them, show them the love because you don't know what their, their family backgrounds have been. But we want to be a, a loving family that is focused on God. I want to thank you for um, putting up with me. I pray that um, you have a blessed rest of your day. And let us pray. Father God in heaven, we do have a blessed church family here. Help us to continue to, to grow closer to each other and more importantly, closer to you. Always stay in focused on you to know that you've got us, that you've got our search committee that is looking for our new minister that is going to, to help us to grow even more. We pray that you put your hands on, on all of the search committee, all of the family members, and that we will all raise up to you and guide us, dear God. All these blessings we pray in our Son, Jesus' name. Amen.